0: Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be to help you become a master of the mental game and to help you start dominating the day. I'm Brian Kane with the Peak Performance Podcast here and we are recording live in a duck blind in Corsicana, Texas with Corsicana High School baseball coach Heath Autry who has coached some of the biggest names in baseball and has been a subscriber to the Peak Performance System now for many years, member of the inner circle. Heath, appreciate you taking time out of this duck blind here to talk with us about the mental game, my man.
1: Oh, I love it. I'm glad to. Glad you're here. Hey,
0: uh, you know, for the listeners, if there are some ducks that are in in sight, we will keep this recording live (laughs) and pull the trigger, hopefully in an attempt to get my first duck. Uh, But Heath, if you would, could you give our listeners
1: kind of the background
0: uh, in in your baseball coaching experience and how you got
1: to where you are today? Well, I started off coaching uh, at the University of Texas Pan American and came to Navarro College with Skip Johnson. And... uh just uh, been around a lot and coached a lot of uh, select teams in the summer. Uh, the Dallas Tigers, uh, Texas Collegiate League, kind of been all over the place. Uh, but I've um, been blessed to coach some really good players, and Paul Goldsmith and Brandon Belt and Clayton Kershaw, Corey Kluber. So I'm, I've been blessed through baseball to, to, to meet some really good kids. You know, you've had a chance to
0: coach a lot of Major League Baseball All-Stars, and uh, you've coached at the college level, coached at the high school level, at the
1: select level. Uh, What's your favorite level of coaching athletes and why, Heath? Uh, Junior college baseball is my favorite just because they don't have the rules and limitations that they do in NCAA. But junior college baseball and coaching youth baseball – is, is a lot of fun you know the youth are are eager to learn and and soak everything in and you can influence them in a positive way and junior college kids are are hungry to move on to division one schools and uh or get drafted and so you know they they're ready to work and, and they're eager to learn also now you've been coaching the mental game for for a long time kind of how did you get turned on to the mental game <laughs> uh eight years ago um i was uh, I, you know, I read the, the mental game of baseball when I was a kid, and then eight years ago, I just I ran into you somewhere, and and uh, I've I've been applying it in in high school for eight years, and and it's it's not only changed my players and our and the culture in our programs, but it's changed me as a coach for the better. In what ways
0: has that had a positive effect on your program or, and on you as a coach
1: well it's, it, it helped, helped me as a coach adapt to the modern players and and, and relate to them and, and get through to them and, and it 's helped the culture of our program by by having uh, uh, you know focusing on the process the daily process of, of of getting things done and not just focused on winning ball games and, and influencing young men in a positive way and and you know doing our best to change their lives. So we want them to be productive. Uh, adults and good husbands and good, you know, good, good, good uh, teammates and uh, just good people. And, and it's really, you know, uh, the PRIDE program and, and all the peak performance stuff has really, um, really changed the culture of our program. And, and it gives the kids something that to, to share in common and, uh, with, and with the power statements, the mission statements, and, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. To, it's a lot of fun to see the kids take it and, and learn, learn from it.
0: You know, Heath. One of the, the parts of the mental game now that I, I try to teach is take everything for that was the Pride Program, or you know, the eight traits of greatness and things we've we've talked about in the past, and try to bring them into what I would call the twelve pillars of peak performance. With you know, pillar number one being training an elite mindset. What are the things that you do as a high school baseball coach to try to train an elite mindset in your players?
1: Well, I think, I think, first of all, it's, it's something that you have to do daily. And I believe that, that the mental side of the game is, it can be trained. And so we, we do things daily. Uh, we, we, we have Wooden Wednesday. We talk about John Wooden stuff, and then we apply uh, a lot of the peak performance stuff. Uh, uh, we read articles. We, we, we post signs of success everywhere. Uh, I have the kids uh, read chapters of some of the books and then uh, present it to the team. Um, we meet in the dugout before practice for a couple of minutes and, and discuss uh, how we're going to go about our business before practice. Um, in the games, we, we try to focus on playing the game against ourselves, not against our opponent.
0: Yeah, I went to see the movie Creed last night with uh, the, you know I don't know if that's the fifth or the sixth. I think it's the sixth. The Rocky movie might be the seventh. I don't know. And um, one of the things that you know Sylvester Stallone Rocky says to Adonis Creed, the son of Apollo Creed, is he says, "Hey, it's it's one step." One punch, one round, you gotta fight your fight. And I think that's what you're talking about about play against the game. How, how talk a little bit more about playing against the game and fighting your fight against yourself or the game to be your best and not playing the opponent.
1: Well I mean like you say, you I mean you have to be in control of yourself before you can be in control of your performance and and you know, I think the biggest thing with the with the peak performance stuff that that, that I've learned from you is is the kids actually they learn their red lights they learn their yellow lights they learn how to make adjustments pitch to pitch and change their thoughts when they when they when they get distracted and And get back into the present moment and and really focus on the pitch and and focus on breathing instead of focusing on the score or, or the opponent or the the everything you can 't control that 's out of your control and, and so I, it's it 's really neat to see the kids step out of the box go through their their routines um, that they 've learned because we work on them in batting practice and and to see the pitcher step off and and get locked back in and 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 get back on the rubber and be ready. Those are the things that are priceless when you're a coach, when you see the kids actually applying it and doing it themselves without you having to talk about it.
0: Now, you're the head coach of, is it, I believe it's the Dallas Banditos, who are ranked number one in the country by perfect game, uh, 13 and under. And talk about kind of the age of which you would start to coach the mental game. I know you've got children of your own and have coached all ages. What do you think is the ideal age to start coaching the mental game?
1: I don't think you could start early enough as far as just talking about it. I mean, my 12-year-olds this year, I mean, we we talk about it all the time, uh, just uh, the process and focusing on what it takes to – to be the number 1 team in the country which is and not only they have to be talented obviously but but their work ethic every day how they think how they how they think when they when they're off the field and how they prepare um, and not only that, but it's really helped our parents. I send weekly emails to our parents with uh, articles for them to read um, and just just keywords that, like our signs of success, like compared to what and so forth. I'll send it to the parents so that if the parents are talking about it at home, then that's going to help the kid. I mean, I think in youth baseball, 97% of the problem is parents and putting too much pressure and expectations on these kids. and And... We have a really good group of kids, and, and and we've been working on it since they're 10 years old. So I don't really think you can start too early, but you just don't want to go in, in too in-depth. But but uh, when we've been doing it for, for three years now, and it's paid off, and, and it's really paid off. Heath, if you would, give us a quick little uh, duck
0: call as I just saw one emerge. Let's see if we can get that guy over here real quick, because I'd love to get a gunshot on camp. Very good. Let's see. We'll see if we got any action. No, no, that's actually just a bird. Fantastic. Heath, you know, the second pillar of peak performance is to establish and enhance a championship culture. And you've talked a little bit earlier about training that culture. Uh, What's the culture that you guys have got going right now at your current place where you're a high school baseball coach at Corsicana? What are the core values of your program?
1: I mean, I I think it's funny you say that because we've been focusing on culture this whole offseason. You know, being good students, being good people in the community, um, and, and being leaders in the school, um, and then being a good athlete and training, training your mind first and then in your body second. I mean, our kids, uh, our, some of our core, our, our core, uh, I guess covenants would I mean it would be, uh, mindset, um, selfless. I mean, there, you know, there's several of them. I think we have four or five of them right now that were attitude, intensity, effort. You know, we, we, we try to, we talk about one word a week and, uh, um, we're actually in the process of developing our our 2016 uh, mission statement. At this time, we'll have it done by the end of January. But I let the kids do it. They come up with it, and then we put it together, and then I bounce it by you, and then we'll print it up on big old signs and hang it everywhere in the locker room. And it's, uh, you know, the, our culture. Our culture is is we want to be a good person first, and 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 an athlete second. And and the kids have really bought into it. And it's it's really neat.
0: Heath, if you would, talk about some of the books that, that you read or that you've read that you think have had the biggest impact in your development as a coach.
1: Uh, I think number one is uh, The Mental Game of Baseball. Um, I read it when I was a player. My parents read it, which really helped. And uh, Heads Up Baseball, um, unbelievable book. Uh, I've read all of John Wooden's books, and, and, and he obviously everybody knows who he is. Um, uh, let's see, American Sniper. You know, I think Relentlessness and and Passion and and Caring for Other People, Uh, Lone Survivor, all those books, you know I mean? I like reading those type of books. Um, But uh, those are some of the main books that that I've read. But I'd say Heads Up, Baseball and the Mental Game of Baseball are probably the two biggest ones as far as the baseball side of it.
0: I I would like to be a... uh american sniper on a duck right here if we could get one to come flying i wish we'll have to put, post a couple pictures here with this podcast of where we're standing right here because it's a little slice of heaven somewhere here in, the, in in texas but heath of of all the aspects of the mental game that you now implement in your program if you could go back and speak to heath autry you know the young first year coach who was just getting started and coaching the mental game what would you tell that guy i
1: would say that just you, to, to To be able to adapt, you know, it doesn't have to be your way. You have to find whatever, whatever uh, it takes to to connect with your players and 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 for your players to buy into understanding that 90% of, the, of baseball is mental and 10% is physical. And and you know, we we don't want prospects that that can't play because they can't handle things. And so we would rather have guys that are mentally tough than that throw. 85 miles an hour instead of guys that aren't that throw 95 and and they can't throw strikes and so I I would say just be able to adapt um have enthusiasm and and make sure your players know that you care about them as a person first not just not just as a player
0: you know let's talk about you now from a personal standpoint and some of the things that you feel like you do as part of your routine that that make you the success that you are
1: well, I think you, you have to have you have to have mentors and you have to have you have to have people that are smarter than you, that that are wise and and I've I've been blessed with, with guys like you and, and Skip Johnson and Tim Tadlock and Jim Sloshnagle and Todd Whitting and Frank Anderson and, and Ty Harrington at Texas State. I mean just being able to and Matt Deggs at Sam Houston State is one of my huge mentors on the offensive side. I mean just just being able to, to build relationships and 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 learn from guys that are that have been around and are proven winners, and I, I think that's that's one of the biggest things with me.
0: Uh, Heath, as the rest of our duck hunting crew comes in with two of the larger ducks I've ever seen, for uh, as we we go to break this down here, congratulations, gentlemen. Heath, Thank you. What, what's the uh, uh, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you here through the podcast? Is there a Twitter handle they
1: can follow you at? Yeah, they they can follow me at h a u t r e y eleven on Twitter or Heath Autry on Instagram, uh, and of course, kind of baseball um, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, they and and they they can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's about it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not too. Uh, tech savvy but you're you're changing me year to year well it's
0: a a growth process we're going to do a little ad lib in here matt morris member of the brian kane peak performance inner circle you just shot your first duck i did (laughs) What's going through your mind right now how was it oh just really trying to stay present be in the moment breathe (laughs) uh after that first shot you got to keep coming though sometimes one doesn't get it done you got to move on quickly and and uh, keep competing <laughs> uh, so you had to make a decision right we know that life uh sometimes people see what they do as sacrifices and it's not sacrifices it's decisions you made a decision to hike about 500 yards <laughs> over that ravine right there and it obviously paid off for sure it did I saw the opportunity and I felt like I could go make it happen if I took the journey with uh, my, my friend Tim over there and <laughs> you know we just went out there and we crossed over the hill and saw three sitting ducks, so we took care of all three. <laughs> I love it. And actually here with a fourth member of our hunting crew here. Uh, Tim, you, you had a little stint in the NFL as a punter, and we're a punter at Arizona State. Uh, tell us about the mental aspect of punting. What's, uh, what's the most important aspect of the mental game when it comes as a punter? A mental game, I would have to say focus. It's all about being focused, uh, prep, prep. There's a lot of preparation in A lot of people think special teams are just a couple of wild guys going out there kicking or punting. And it's not like that at all. Uh, it is tremendously uh, challenging. You've got to consider the drop. You've got to consider the weather conditions. You've got to consider the snap. It doesn't start with you, but it ends with you. So the prep, mentally, is to stay focused. And, and uh, like my, Look at those geese, dude. Look at that. Uh, okay, this is the end of the actually we're gonna keep we're gonna keep recording live here. Can we get those over here? <laughs> yeah, hang on. Uh, this is about to get real. So we're gonna leave this phone rolling. Here we go. About a 100 bees flying going right They're heading to sweat. It's about to go. <laughs> Damn!
1: We didn't see that on the day that there are like eight of those ducks put together. They're so awesome. Ha oh. <laughs> On the move,
0: that's a classic. Now <laughs> well, that one got away, yeah, that one hundred got away. That's, that's, a a, that's a good V. I'm gonna try to take a pic of that.
1: That's <laughs> gonna see. Slow down. The two, awesome. they, two of them want to drop down. Yeah, the two in the front. Those are the two you want to <laughs> they're drop. they're The leaders, yeah.
0: podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for fifteen percent off on your first order. Dominate the day with potential apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit BrianKane.com. That's B R I A N C A I N.com, and sign up for my Monday message. Where Every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox Videos, interviews, articles Tips, techniques and strategies That you can use to master the mental game You can also contact me through my website On our contact us page And see my calendar of where I'm going to be In the country and when I'm coming to your area So that we can get together And that we can continue to go out there And dominate the day This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.